Big Finish, for the love of stories. Archipelago world of Valudia, home to an ancient civilization of seafaring nomads. Did you have to land us in the middle of a thunderstorm? Well, the TARDIS is a remarkable machine and capable of many wonders, but avoiding inclement weather is not amongst them. Inclement? Is bucketing it down? Then it's just as well I brought my umbrella. <laughs> oh. Oh dear. This is no laughing matter. That umbrella was very close to my heart. Yes. Well, now it's very close to half a mile away. Oh. <laughs> There's something alive. And it's calling for help. Come on. Oi, chauffeur. Is that your way of telling me you want some assistance? And if I get bumped about too much, you're not getting a tip. Oh. 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 I'm going to talk to the doctor about getting a hover wheelchair. Oh. It's all right. I'm here. What's the matter? Oh. oh, I see. You're not really designed for life outside the water, are you? Oh. Uh, oh. Thanks for your help, Doctor. Oh. Who's your friend? Some species of Cyrenian, by the look of it. Some sort of manatee. Huh? Yeah, yes, yes, I know. I, I, I'll think of something. You can understand what it's saying? Well, of course. Can't you? No, me neither. Oh. Must be a fault with the TARDIS translation circuits. It's cut itself on the rocks trying to get back to the sea. Yes, that's quite bad. Mel, can you pop back to the TARDIS? Fetch the medical kit. Right. I'll be as quick as I can. Can you understand all animals, Doctor? Is your second name Doolittle? No. But it's not really a matter of understanding them. They don't usually have the ability to talk. Oh. Oh, oh, oh I see. What did it say? It said it wasn't always like this. What? No, 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 I heard you the first time. It's just that it's a little hard to take in. What is? It says it was once like you and me. It used to be human. Oh, the tide's coming very quickly. What the flood? 
What are you doing here? Oh, uh, hello. I didn't think there was anyone else left alive. Where are you from? Are there any more of you? No, uh, no, it's, it's just me. Just you? Where's your ship? Do you have any fuel? Uh, I'm not going to answer any more of your questions until you put down that gun. Well, in that case... Where's Mel got to? She's taking her time. Well, she can hardly have got lost. This outcrop's only about 100 metres from end to end. Oh, oh no, not again. Tides come in. No, 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 just a moment. Until I can treat your flipper. Well, if you're sure, good luck. Didn't want to hang around, eh? Fair enough. Right, home, James, and don't spare the seahorses. You'd like me to push you? Who else am I going to ask? Dame Margaret Rutherford. Um, oh, yes, good point. Uh, all right, apologies in advance for the bumpy ride. Ah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, right, we need to talk about an upgrade. Just a little cushion of air would do. Doesn't have to be a flying chair or anything. Oh, although, come to think of it, that'll be uh... Uh, uh, Nearly there. Yep. Oh. Oh, no. The, the TARDIS. That's where the TARDIS was. Either it's dematerialised or it's been carried away by the tide. Or it's been stolen. Uh, or eaten. Yes, thank you, Hebe. I only hope Mel had the good sense to stay inside. Nope. Uh, why do you say that? Because that looks like the TARDIS medikit floating over there. Oh, no. If Mel was on her way back, what happened to her? Aleph? What? Uh, who are you? It's me. Your father. John. I'm wearing this coat now. And me? Who am I? This voice, this this isn't one of our bodies. It's lighter, younger. I know. It's a new one. <gasps> a new one? I know, I know. We thought we were the only ones left. Take a look in the mirror. <sighs> it's fit. Healthy, too. Where did you find her? Out on the Black Ridge Atoll. On a scavenging trip. It's lucky for her I did. If I hadn't found her, she'd be shale food by now. So you decided to download me into her corp? What else was I going to do? We only have three corps left, with only a few weeks before they fail. This way, you get a chance to live. It's a miracle. And she gave her permission for this? Ah, I didn't get the chance to ask. She was unconscious, out cold. <gasps> You mean I'm wearing a stolen body? What if the others find out? Remember what they did to Childer and Task? I'm sorry. I just wanted to see you. To... Look in your eyes. Well, now you have. You can upload me back into the mind bank and put this woman's mind back in her head. John, are you there? Yes. What is it, Captain? An energy trace. 
It might be the Lost Ark. Are you sure? No, of course I'm not sure. That's why we're going to go and look. Get yourself down to the launch bay. Yes, Captain. On my way. I'm sorry I left. I'll be back as soon as I can. Father, you can't leave me here in this body. Let me out. Father, let me out. Are you going to tell me what you're doing at some point? Out here, we're exposed to the elements potentially, lethally, as far as you're concerned. What, because I'm disabled? Because you're human. As is Mel. There. I've reconfigured the medikit to act as a life preserver. You mean like a rubber jacket? Yeah, figuratively, but not literally. Just a matter of strapping this around your wrist. So that's why you dived in after it? But, but what about you? You're soaked through. Oh, we Time Lords are made of stronger stuff. I should be able to last until the tide goes out. There's also the small matter that if the sea level keeps rising, we have nowhere left to retreat to. Fortunately, I don't think that's going to be a problem. An airboat! It's like one of those Everglade jobs. Yeah, they must have picked up the Medikit's energy signal. I was rather hoping that would happen. Really? You were hoping that someone would come and rescue us in a thunderstorm at night in the middle of the ocean of an alien planet? Does it matter, Hebe? Point is, we are saved. At last, are you going to put me back? No, listen. We've just recovered two more souls from the atoll. They must be her friends. Fellow crew? Exactly. A girl who can't walk called Hebe and a man called the Doctor. And you're going to come and meet them. What? When we found them, they mentioned they were missing a member of their crew. Your name's Melanie Bush. You don't expect me to pretend to be her. We don't have any choice. She saw me. If we put her back now, she'll tell the others. So you better not give us away, Aleph. Or you know what'll happen. How are you feeling? Any better? Yeah. Better for a change of clothes. And cheers for getting my chair here in one piece. You're already doing a better job than half a dozen airlines I could mention. Your wet clothes are hanging up in the engine room. We'll return them when they're dry. What about you, Doctor? Oh, very much appreciating the warmth. Um, uh, well, I'm sorry. But with the noise of the storm, I, I didn't catch your name. Madder, ah. Vice Captain. This is Captain Vale. And there was someone else with you. An old man. Yes, uh, engineer John. Just the three of you? We have only three corks, if that's what you mean. Corks? Bodies, for communal use. Communal? We have 500 crew members stored in the trade ship's mind bank. They're downloaded into the bodies as and when. I see. Good, because I don't. When the final floods came, we evacuated in our trade ships. They already had mind banks from the old grain trading days. But this one couldn't support more than a dozen souls. So rather than leave people behind to drown, you uploaded their minds into a hard drive as a means of retaining all their knowledge and expertise. So they're all still alive inside a computer? 
Wow. And the body you're in now, is that your original one? No. My primary corp was lost long ago. Lost how? Natural wastage. Age, disease, accidents. We've been at sea for nearly ten years. And unfortunately we have been unable to replenish our numbers in the traditional manner. Whoa, too much info. <laughs> but if you can't replace your bodies, what are you going to do when they die of old age? Nothing. When our corpse expire, there will be nothing left of us but some slowly degrading memories. Oh. Are you hungry, either of you? We can offer you plankton bread, jellyfish stock, or fried bladder shrimp. Oh, well, that's very kind, but we only recently ate. Yeah, maybe put some aside for supper. What about you? After the great storm wiped out the fleet four years ago, we thought we were the only ones left. We put out a hailing signal for survivors, but never got any response. Yes. Were you shipwrecked or something? Oh, oh, yes, yes, our ship ran aground. So, if you weren't expecting to find survivors, what were you expecting to find? Uh, we've been searching for an old ark tanker that went down somewhere in this sector. We're running low on fuel. Either we find some more or uh, the lights will go out for good. But you don't know where it is? The electrical storms make it almost impossible to navigate, never mind locating sunken wrecks. Yes, of course. We encountered a similar difficulty. Hey, Doctor. Hebe. I've got somebody who wants to meet you. Mel! You're alive! Yes, Hebe. Mel! Oh, you're right! You look a little nonplussed. Oh no, it's nothing. I'm fine. Doctor. Where did you find her? Out on the Blackbridge Atoll. About a moon shift ago. Before the others. Flooded town. And you didn't think to inform us. You didn't give me a chance. And when I found her, she was on her own. I assumed she was the only one. No. You didn't think to mention us to the kind gentleman? She was unconscious. Yes. That's right. I must have slipped and knocked my head. I've only just woken up. Well, I'm very glad to see you alive and well. <laughs> That's the good news. The bad news is we've lost the TARDIS. The TARDIS? Our ship. Uh, you mentioned downloading mines. Have you been experimenting on marine life at all? What do you mean? Or well, seeing if they could be used as hosts, corpse. I mean, it's the obvious solution, isn't it? So we all get to live on as shales and golfins. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting thought, I suppose. But we're not the ones to ask. You need to talk to Saska, our neuroscientist. Oh, well, in that case, would it be possible for one of you to, um, have a change of mind? Madder, you ready? Ready. Three, two, one, exchange. So now she has this Saska person's mind inside her head. That's right. It'll take her a few seconds to come around. And Madda's mind is now back inside the mind bank? 
Uh, yes, Mel, obviously. But is she still cognizant, I wonder? No. The minds are held as inactive brain patterns. They're not conscious. They don't even dream. <sighs> who... who are you? Vale. Skev Engineer Joms in the other corp. How are you feeling? Fine. Is it my turn on duty? Who the flood are they? Ah, uh, the Doctor, Hebe, and, um, Mel. Wreck survivors. They have an idea they'd like to put to you. It wouldn't work. No sentient organism on this planet has sufficient mental capacity. Then how do you explain the sea creature the Doctor found? What creature? A kind of manatee. It told me it remembered being human. You're telling me that you found a sea creature that could talk? Well, no, not talk, exactly. Only the Doctor could understand what it was saying. Captain Vale, you downloaded me for this? To waste my time listening to this flooding nonsense? No. It was because we need your expertise. We're running low on bodies. Now we have three more. What? What are you talking about? John. Nobody moves. Or I shoot. So much for the warm welcome. It's a matter of survival. Our corpse have only a few weeks left before they suffer organ failure. If you cooperate, none of you will be harmed. Harmed? You want to stick us in your brain swap machine? While you lot get to walk around in our bodies. I regret the imposition, but we don't have any choice. Desperate circumstances call for desperate measures. You're making a terrible mistake. We're far more used to you as we are. I can help you. I can... Doctor! John, what the fuck did you do that for? Now we're going to have to carry him. Sorry, Captain. I... I thought he might turn violent. What have you done to him? It's just a tranquilizer pain. It won't last long. All right. Uh, Saska and I will take the two girls through to the transductor room while you tie the doctor up. We'll come back for him once we've got the others plugged in. Yes, Captain. All right. You, whatever your name is, this way. Uh, Mel. My name is Mel. Uh, don't you dare. I can move myself, thank you very much. That's it, John. Nice and tight. It's been nearly a half a moon shift. The tranquilizer will be wearing off soon. There. Listen, we're not even from this planet. Really? So we might not even be compatible with your machine. I hope for your sake that you are, or the process will be lethal. I suppose I could scan you first? Uh, no! Uh, don't. No? No, you're right. Waste of time. Either it works or it doesn't. That's not what I meant. P uh, please, stop! Ready, Seska? Ready. No, not ready at all! Doctor, wake up! Three, two, one, exchange. Things happened. <laughs> oh, it didn't work. Saska, what's gone wrong? I don't know. A malfunction. The link is down. Somewhere between here and the computer. But... 
If we can't access the souls in the mind bank... I know! Uh, oh, then let us help you! Doctor! Uh, help us? Uh, how? <coughs> as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, we are more useful to you as we are. Mel is a complete genius when it comes to computers. Is this true? Yes. I know everything there is to know. And I'm a bit of a technical whiz myself. I can help you find your lost ark. Yeah, and I'm really good at finding stuff too. You really expect us to believe that? No, but give us a chance and we'll prove it. Ah, uh, all right. Ah, uh, John, take Mel to have a look at the mind bag. But uh, don't let her touch anything, understood? Understood. All right. Up you get. Thank you. Don't bother thanking me. Just move. And, Doctor, you can come with me to the bridge. But don't try anything, because if you I do... I know, I know. Desperate measures. Oh. Why? What about me? Is someone going to let me out of this thing? Oh, uh, Saskia, if you're good. Captain? Last. Saskia, check the trans doctor, but keep an eye on the girl. The girl has a name, you know. Don't worry, Captain. I won't let her out of my sight. And Hebe, keep an eye on our neuroscientist friend. Okay. I won't let her out of my sight either. Then, if you don't mind, Doctor. Yes. Lead on. It. I didn't have any choice. The moment the upload started, the transductor would have detected your brain pattern. So now I'm stuck in this corp, pretending to be Mel. Yes, and you'd better make it convincing unless you want to get us deleted. They're going to work it out eventually. Well, do you have any better ideas? Yes, you sabotaged the transductor. Fix it and put us both back. I can't. I couldn't even if I wanted to. What do you mean you can't? It's beyond repair. Look, I'm not going to let them take you away from me, Aleph. I've already lost your mother. I'm not going to lose you too. Why are you so eager to help, Doctor? Eh? Well, why not if it keeps us alive? <laughs> we have no intention of killing you. Your mind would be quite safe. In our computer. Yes, but I quite like it where it is. Uh, uh -huh. There is another reason. Our ship is out there somewhere. I thought you said it ran aground. Yes, but it would still be nice to find it again. There. Now, that should increase the depth and range. What's that? An energy trace. Uh, but it's not coming from my ship, so... The lost Ark tanker. You found it? Quite possibly. Shall we go and look? I still don't get how you can live like this. Like what? Sharing bodies, like you're hiring a dress for a wedding. Hmm. It's the most efficient use of resources. You get used to it. But the body you're in now, who did it belong to originally? No idea. So long as it works, who cares? What about you? 
Wouldn't you like the chance to walk in somebody else's shoes? No. No. And I certainly don't want some stranger having to go at being me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Ooh, wouldn't it be nice to have a different body? Back when I was a kid, I thought like that sometimes. But you know what? I'm pretty darn awesome. So why would I throw away the rest of me just so I can play tag or whatever? I don't waste my life regretting all the things I can't do. It's about all the stuff I can do, which is pretty much anything I want. Well, in that case, can you fetch me an Amita? Yeah, where is it? The tool locker, just behind you. Right, yeah. Okay. What does it look like? An Amita. I... No, not in there. The tool locker, down there. Keep your hair on, or whoever's hair it is. Ah, here we are. One amateur flying in your direction. Hit catch. Thank you. Saskia, how's it going? Any luck? No. The transductor's working perfectly, so the fault must be with the mind bank link. What about you? Ah, good news. We think we've located the lost Ark tanker. Hebe, how'd you fancy going for a dive? I still think this is a mistake. There's barely enough room in the bathosphere for one, never mind three. What do I need to take them along for? Because my friend Hebe is an expert on marine life. And you? I'm an expert on everything else. Particularly blowing his own trumpet. <laughs> I still don't trust them. That's why their friend Mel will stay on the surface with me. As a hostage? To ensure their good behavior? It's all right, Mel. I need someone I can trust up here. Just in case. Just in case what? Just in case the weather turns. All right, I'll go first. And then Hebe can lower herself in, and then you, Mr... Um, Job. Jum. Yes. Right. In we go. Ready. You too? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this is snug. <laughs> now, we've got a porthole each. That's the main thing. We're only going down to take a look. All right, then. Jump to surface. Ready to descend. Commencing descent. You all right in there? Yes. Just a bit of a bump hitting the water. Okay. Well, let us know if you see anything. Depth. Ten chasms. Twelve. Fifteen. Doctor, there's something I need to tell you. What? Earlier, when I was with Saska, I saw something in one of the lockers. A file full of x-rays and brain scans of creatures. Ah, then it seems we know who was responsible. What are you talking about? Oh, Hebe was just asking me how much deeper do we need to go? Not much further. Another ten chasms. I'll put on the exteriors. 
We should be able to see something soon. Jumping jellyfish? Huh? What is it? A mass of sea creatures. It's like... like a swarm. What do you mean? What sort of creatures? Octopi. Kelfish. Siphons. Sea snakes. A goldfish. Oh, there's thousands of them, sir. What are they doing? Oh, I don't know. They're just swimming around in sort of a vortex. Just like a whirlpool. Do you want to come back, huh? No. I think we're okay. They don't seem to have noticed us. Uh, no. Hebe? Hebe, oh. what is it? Oh, can't, can't you hear it? Uh, no. I don't hear anything. It must be a telepathic emanation. Some people are more receptive than others. Hebe, what can you hear? Screaming. They're screaming. Ah, uh, and there's something else. I can see it. A, a black hole. A black hole? So much anger and hate and evil. Evil. Maelstrom. What? John, John, switch the lights back on. What do you think I'm trying to do? Captain Vale, answer! Captain! Oh, the comp link's dead too. Somebody up on the ship must have cut the power. Leaving us trapped down here. In the dark. Somebody up on the ship must have cut the power. Leaving us trapped down here. In the dark. Uh, oh, the maelstrom! The maelstrom is coming! John! John! Respond! What's happened? Why aren't they answering? I don't know! I... I there's no current going through the supply cable. Can we bring them back? Uh, not without power. It, it must be something wrong with the generator. Hebe, listen to me. What are you doing? A trick I learned from a little ancient llama from north of Kathmandu. Hebe. Look at me. Focus on my eyes. Close your mind to the voices. Let them fade away to silence. They... they've 
They've gone. So now, we just have the lack of power, oxygen, heating, and light to worry about. But we have light. I can see both of you. It's coming from outside. Bioluminescence from the jellyfish. Uh, uh. They're attacking the sphere. But why? Well, there's two likely explanations. Either they consider us some sort of threat. Uh. Oh. Or some sort of prey. The generator's still working. Somebody's unplugged the power cable. Yes, Captain. I'm sorry, but I had no choice. Reattach the cables, Asuka! I'm afraid I can't do that, sir. That's an order! John's down there! We have other scav engineers, and that corp will be dead soon anyway. Our only... <coughs> sorry. No time to chat. The bath sphere wasn't built for this. At this pressure, one tiny crack and... We won't have time to know about it. Any ideas, Doctor? Oh, not really, I... Yes! The light! The power's back! Doctor? John? Are you there? Yeah! We're here! We're under attack! Get us out! We'll do. Raising capsule. Oh, oh, we're going up! Yes! Yes, we're going up, we're going up, we're going up, we're going up. Is she secured? Yes, Captain. Then we can begin. Saskia, why did you sabotage the power supply to the bathosphere? Oh, I should think the answer to that is obvious. It's because we'd found out her secret. Congratulations, Doctor. I would applaud your deductive skills, but my hands are tied. You're lucky we don't want to damage your corp, or you'd have more than sore wrists to worry about. Doctor, this secret, what is it? Hebe, show them the file. Here. What is it? Proof that Saska has been experimenting on the local fauna. Yeah. When she said they had insufficient mental capacity, she was speaking from experience. She'd tried using them as corpse. As a scientist, I have to explore every possibility. Oh. If it had worked, it would have been a way for us to escape extinction. So why didn't it work? I could only partially download mines before I ran out of room. Most of them died of shock instantly. The rest went insane. And how did you dispose of your failed experiments? Did you incinerate them? No, I just threw them back in the sea to die. Oh. Except they didn't die, did they? We found one of your rejects. I think I've heard enough. Doctor, you can take over. Find out everything you can. Scientist. A scientist. Oh, I would hardly call her that. Uh, also a scientist, in case anyone's interested. No? John, come with me. Yes, sir. And Mel, too. Me? Why? Why? Because there's something I want to show you.
When I was restoring power to the Diamond Bell, I noticed something odd about the transductor link. Take a look. Oh, it's been cut. Someone's just sliced through it? Quite. Now I ask myself, who might have done that? The Doctor and his friends. To stop hers using them as corpse. No, I was unconscious when you brought me on board, remember? And I was with the other two throughout. Then... Saska. It must have been Saska. She never had the opportunity. Which leads me, by a process of elimination, to one possible candidate. Why did you do it, John? Uh, I think I know why. It's because you didn't want our bodies to be used without our consent. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I... It's always been one of our rules, Captain. All the way back to antediluvian times. Souls have been deleted for less. In that case, since you broke the link, you can mend it. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Mel can watch you and make sure you do a good job. Report to me on the bridge when you're done. Yes, Captain. You told me it was beyond repair. Yes. I'm sorry, I... lied. Makes me wonder how many other lies you've told, Father. How many things you've claimed that weren't true. What are you talking about? You're lucky. There's some spare optic fibre. Make good your damage, Father. This is one thing you can fix. All systems functional? It seems you have done a good job, John. Thank you, sir. No, don't thank me. If you pull a trick like that again, I won't hesitate to have you deleted. <sighs> Time we got matter back. Unless you have any more questions for Saska, Doctor. No, I think I've enjoyed her company for quite long enough. <laughs> and when I'm uploaded, are you going to have me deleted? Unfortunately, we don't have another neuroscientist, so that isn't an option. Right. Three, two, one, exchange. What's up the transfer? But, but if I do that... It's your only chance. If you don't, you can burn out her brain. All right. Well... She's still breathing. Yes. All vital signs present and correct. Are you okay? I think so. Killer of a headache. But I'll live. Can you remember your name? <sighs> of course I can. I'm madder. Oh, thank goodness. Of course I can. I'm Saska. I I'm madder. I'm Saska. I'm Madder. I'm Saska. What exactly did you see down there? It was like something out of a nightmare. 
the underwater kingdom of Hieronymus Bosch. Who? You know, the painter. Oh, yes, of course. But we wouldn't even be in this mess if the TARDIS hadn't run aground. Yeah, and now we're stuck here with... All right, who are you? What? Who are you and what have you done with Mel? She's in your computer, isn't she? You've mind-swapped her. My name is Aleph, and it wasn't me. It was my father. But you went along with it. Did you really think you'd be able to fool us forever? No. You think you're very clever. But actually, you've just been very stupid. What? When you worked out I wasn't Mel, you should have played along until you had a chance to tell your friends. But now, I know that you know. (sighs) Stay away from me. Don't worry. I'm not going to hurt you. (laughs) There's no need. Down here, they won't hear you calling for help. Oh, great. They won't hear me. Well, we'll see about that. Hey! Somebody! Get me out of here! Help! (gasps) Help me! Please! Help me! What is it? I don't know. But I can hear it screaming. Hear what? The psychic gestalt resulting from Saskia's experiments. The maelstrom? Yes. I think it's just moved into range. And Mada can hear it? Oh. Her consciousness has been split in two or, or cracked wide open. Oh, it knows we're here. It wants to kill us. It wants to kill me. Madam, Saskia, listen and tell it that we mean no harm. The experiments were the work of one individual who is no longer among us. We only want to help. No! Uh, uh, Father! Over here! Aleph, what is it? What's the matter? The girl, Hebe. She knows I'm not Mel. Where is she now? I locked her in the mess and smashed the intercom. Father, you have to swap our minds back. Now! I couldn't even if I wanted to. I thought I repaired the transductor, but something went wrong. What? What went wrong? It doesn't matter. We have to get out of here while we still can. Father! Take one of the airboats. Hide out on one of the islands. I'm afraid it's too late. What do you mean? Look, over there! us monsters, so monsters we shall be! Is she dead? No. Mercifully unconscious. Oh, the psychic shock must have been too great. Like having a thousand voices inside your head at one time. And we normally only have one at a time. Doctor, what are you doing? Uh, this machine of yours. If we can get it working properly... Well, you can separate the two minds. If they can both be uploaded back into the computer, we might be able to unscramble them there, yes. <sighs> Captain!
Captain! The Maelstrom. It's about a chasm away. It's formed a sort of gigantic whirlpool. Oh, it's preparing to attack. Mel? I thought you were with Hebe. Where is she? What makes you think she's down here? Because she is unlikely to have climbed the stairs on her own, Mel. She must be somewhere on this deck. Uh-huh, no. Hey, is somebody out there? It's me. Hold on. And keep back. Oh, Ow. oh Doctor. Uh, what is it? What's the matter? Who locked you in? Her. She's not Mel. She's one of the people from this boat. Yes. I'm afraid your use of chasms gave you away. It wasn't my idea. It was my father, John. He brought Mel on board and put my mind in her head. I see. But why? Because he loves me. And because he thought it would be the only way I'd have a chance to survive. By condemning Mel to a living death in a computer hard drive? That was to be my fate. And if you can repair the transductor, Doctor, it will be my fate again. What exactly are you saying? I want you to put me back. Put Mel's mind back in this body. I can't help noticing that you're only making this offer now you've been found out. But I'm still making it. Even if it means I never breathe or see sunlight ever again. Your offer is appreciated. And accepted. Doctor? You want Mel back, don't you? Yes, of course, but... But what? I don't want to condemn Aleph to a living death, either. It's not your choice. It's mine. All I ask is your forgiveness. Not for me. For my father. Ah. I'm afraid that may be a little more difficult. Well, it's a bit of a lash-up, but it'll have to do. Are you sure it's going to work? As sure as I can be. And if it doesn't, what will happen to Mel then? I'd rather not think about it. Ready, Alice? Ready. Goodbye, Father. Goodbye. And I'm sorry for everything. I know. Now, Doctor. Three, two, one, exchange! Did it work? Well, she's still alive. Give her a moment. Mel? Mel? What? Do doctor? <sighs> Where am I? Who are these? <gasps> you? You shot me! Yeah, yeah I did. For which I can only apologise. Doctor, what's going on? How did I get here? It's a long story. Then you'd better start telling it. Uh, what's this machine you've strapped me into? It's called a transductor. And what's one of those when it's at home? Doctor, what are you looking at me like that for? It's just nice to have you back, Mel. <laughs> if it is her. What? Answer me this. TARDIS, what does it mean? What? The letters, what do they stand for? Um, time and relative dimension in space. 
Although, as to what it actually means, your guess is as good as mine. Oh, it is you. Oh, it worked. <laughs> Doctor, now that you've got your friend back... Back? Where from? Where exactly have I been? Mel, I'm afraid there isn't time to explain. You see, we are currently all in very great danger. Well, that's business as usual. Fortunately, I have a plan. Oh, good. But you're not going to like it very much. <sighs> So you were on some sort of mission to the depths when you were attacked by this maelstrom? Yes. We were lucky to get out alive. And now the plan is to plonk us down right in the middle of it? Yes. The diving bell should act as a Faraday cage and keep us safe inside it. But why us? Why not this John person? Because the doctor needs his help with something else. I know how to operate one of these things and you... Yes? ...are here in case something happens to me. Doctor Goring Bathysphere, are you ready? As will ever be. All right then. Brace. Are you all right in there? Yes. Nothing that won't heal, given time. Good. I'd hold on tight, because when the ship starts moving, things may get a little rough. Now he tells us. Right. You know what to do, Captain? Yes, Doctor. Steer us into the heart of the nearest storm. Yeah, well, there's a humdinger brewing about five miles away. Um, you should just be about able to see it to starboard, yeah? Ah, I see it. Yeah. Accelerating to maximum. Batten down the hatches and keep going, no matter how rough it gets. Doctor, I've got the cables. Good. Then let's go. You two still alive down there? Just about. Right. I'm going to let out the chain a bit further now. Madder? I'm afraid not. Madder has gone. What do you want? Saska? I want you, Captain. I want you dead. No! Oh, no, no, no! No, no! Stay back! No! So, while it's just the two of us, I want some answers. What? What exactly happened to me? How did I end up on the ship? Long story short, after John knocked you out, he put you in a machine that swapped your mind with his daughter's. What? Yeah, bit grim. So she was walking around in your body for a bit. I'm sorry. And, and you didn't notice? But there was a lot going on, okay? What exactly did she do while she was me? I don't think she did anything. Like I said, there was a lot of other stuff going on. She wouldn't have had the chance. <laughs> you sure about that? I'm sure. The person in your body, Aleph, she wasn't happy about it. She wanted you to be put back. And now we're helping to save these people. It's not like we've got a choice if we want to get the TARDIS back. 
Then let's hope the Doctor's scheme works. Because if it doesn't, we get to find out what it's like to be fish bait. Are you sure the cable's long enough to reach the top of the mast? It should be! Right. You unwind it, I'll attach the end. Then the captain can raise the mast. Electricity doesn't go straight to the bathosphere. What if it passes through ship? I can't do anything about that, I'm afraid. My back will be wiped. Everyone in there will be erased, including my daughter. Not necessarily. Not necessarily? You know the world. Yes, there's a risk. But right now, it's our best chance, unless you have any better ideas. No! No, I don't! Well then... There. That should do it. Time for the moment of truth. Captain Vale! We're ready! Raise the mast! Captain! You'll have to go to the bridge. I'll stay here and make sure the cable stays attached. All right! Hello? Anyone? Hello? Oh, nothing. Um, well, look on the bright side. At least we're still attached to the ship. When they realise the line is down, they can just reel us in. I wish you wouldn't say things like that. I call it optimism. I call it tempting fate. Oh, oh no, not again. Um, it's probably just a temporary fault. Yeah, just as the swarm catches up with us. Ow! Ah. What is it? Are you hurt? No. It's just a feeling. I had it before. Of, of evil and anger and so much hatred and anger and... <gasps> the maelstrom. Saska, what have you done? Not Saska. Madder. He's dead. It wasn't my fault. She made me do it. And you've cut the power to the bathsphere. <sighs> no, no time. They'll just have to cope. Doctor, are you all right out there? Just about. I'm nearly swept overboard. You have to raise the mast now. Hold tight. How's that? The cable seems to be holding as far as I can see. Good. The bathosphere's at full depth. All we have to do now is wait for lightning to strike. John, you have to help me. I'm slightly busy right now. Made Saska. Ah, I can feel her mind fighting for control. What do you want me to do about it? Ugh, there's only one thing you can do. Kill me. What? No. 
I, I can't hold her back and, and give her the upper hand. She'll try to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. Oh, you don't have any choice. Yes, I do. Oh. You're coming with me. I suppose it's good news. We're in the eye of the storm. Uh, no, Mel! They know we're here. They know why we're here. They know? They can read your mind. I'm sorry, but they know they can stop us by destroying the diving bell. What? They're going to attack. What? No! Uh, Come on, come on! The highest thing for miles around a near perfect conjunction. What else are you going to strike? Oh no! Oh. Jump! The cable's broken loose. Lower the mast so I can reattach it. Jump! Jump! John, I don't know if you can hear me, but whatever you do, don't lower the mast, because I am about to climb up it! Hold still! There! What the flood do you think you're doing? The doctor's repaired the machine, so I can send you back. What? Leaving Saska in control? No. I'm uploading both of you, together. But then, who will be downloaded into this core? My one hope for the future. Three, two... It's no good. Only way. Hold the cable in place and hope for the best! Exchange! Aleph! Mel, did you see that? We're electrified! Oh. Michael Faraday, please be right! Doctor? Doctor, wake up! Oh. oh, we made it. Just about. When the diving bell was electrified, the swarm just broke up. Yes. Shocked and stunned. Oh, very stunned. But not killed? I don't think so. But it will take a while for it to regroup. How long have I been out? About a week. A week? You were in some sort of coma, and Mel said it was best not to wake you. You'd suffered a nasty shock. 
And quite a bad fall. Oh, what about the others? I'm afraid Vale didn't make it. But thanks to my father, I did. Aleph? Yes. Downloaded into this corp just before the lightning hit. And the others? The mines stored in the mine drive? As far as we can tell, they're all gone. (sighs) Not necessarily. No? The current should have downloaded all the mines into the maelstrom, like being swept along by the tide. So they're all still alive? But as part of some sort of, what did you call it, a group consciousness? Yes. And now they have the whole world to themselves, and nobody upon whom to exact revenge. They should find peace, and maybe even enlightenment. While my daughter and I... Only have a few weeks left before these bodies fail. I'm sorry. I genuinely wish there was something I could do. At least we're together. Which is all I've ever wanted. And we have something for you in return. Uh, I, I don't follow. After the swarm dispersed, they ran another check for energy traces. And found one. Coming from almost directly beneath the trade ship. So... Hebe and I popped down in the diving bell. And brought back a certain lost vessel. The TARDIS? (laughs) It's up on deck. All ready to go. Oh, Oh, you have been busy. (laughs) I should get knocked unconscious more often. They did. I can't believe you agreed to help them. Oh, not my idea. Mel's. Mel? Mm. Oh, I'm not interested in revenge. It never solves anything. No, but... We have a time machine. So why not let John and Aleph spend the remainder of their lives in their planet's past? And what if they try to change things? Doctor? Oh, the flooding of Valudia is a fixed point in history. They couldn't stop it even if they wanted to. They've just been added to the tapestry of time as figures in the background. As the saying goes, time and tide wait for no man, no matter how much we may... Oh, hello. Good reception in this place. Don't recognise the number, though. Mind if I just... No, 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 no. Go ahead. It's not as if I was in the middle of being profound or anything. Sorry. Hello? Hebe? It's Elise. Elise? Oh, it's been ages. Listen, I really need to see you. Something's going on at You're breaking up, mate. I can't hear you. Hello? You worried about what? Hello? Hello? Oh. Bad line? Yeah, I lost her. Mm. Old friend of mine. I think I mentioned her to you a while back. Sounded like she had news... So much for your reception, Doctor. Oh, must be a problem at her end. The TARDIS is running perfectly. Glad to hear it. Right, where to next, then? Can't help noticing I haven't had a ride on a seahorse yet. (laughs) Don't you want to go and see if your friend's okay? Nah. What's that? Your friend? Was she friends with Dr Smythe, too? Yeah, Lame Duck's co-founder. Well... That was the sound of someone activating one of Evelyn's special SOS buttons, wasn't it? 
only to be used in matters of life or death. Oh. Still, Elise was always a bit overdramatic. Don't imagine it's anything that bad. Plenty of time to check it out after we've made a few more stops. Hello? The TARDIS has picked up something... odd. Define odd. Unusual, peculiar, and a little bit ominous. Oh well, never mind. Elise will just have to wait. No. On the contrary, that's the funny thing. What's the funny thing? The phone call, the SOS, and the odd thing that they're all coming from the same place. And it's a place I'm very familiar with indeed. Listening to the Sixth Doctor Adventures, Waterworlds, Maelstrom by Jonathan Morris. The Doctor was played by Colin Baker, Mel and Aleph, Bonnie Langford, Hebe, Ruth Maidley, Vale, Kim Durham, Madda, Saska and Aleph, Nimi March, John, Armagit Jew, Elise, Shirley Houston. Other parts played by members of the cast. Script editor, Robert Valentine. Producer, Jacqueline Rayner. Director, Helen Goldwyn. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay-Gallery. I am Colin Baker, and I play the Sixth Doctor in Doctor Who, Maelstrom. I'm Ruth Maidley, and I play Hebe Harrison. I was rather hoping that would happen. Really? You were hoping that someone would come and rescue us in a thunderstorm at night in the middle of the ocean of an alien planet? Does it matter, Hebe? Point is, we are saved. Another good one. Another good script from Big Finish. Because they all are. I mean, I... I take that as a given. If one comes along that's ordinary, I'll be very surprised. They're all, I, they, they all tell the lie to the fact that there's only, well, how many d- stories do they say there are in literature? Yeah, well, this <laughs> is the eighth, the ninth, the tenth, and the eleventh. That's what sci-fi does for you, folks. It gives you plenty of scope. And uh, it was written by Jonathan Morris, who's written for my Doctor and all the Doctors, I think, before for Big Finish. So. He knows what the genre does, and uh, he's crafted a very clever story, which is uh, which, which is, comprises an awful lot of um, uh, novel ideas. 
and does it very well and affords Bonnie Langford the chance to be herself three, <laughs> via three other actors. I'm Jack Rayner and I was the producer of Maelstrom by Jonathan Morris. What was particularly nice in this particular script was how much of a role Mel had to play in it. He gave Bonnie some opportunities to just act her socks off, which is really nice because obviously focusing on Hebe, I didn't want to background the Doctor and Mel completely because, you know, they're all brilliant. It wasn't to become, you know, the Hebe show. And so we have Mel being mind-swapped, which means Bonnie gets to play Mel and she also gets to play Aleph, who is pretending to be Mel. And yeah, she just absolutely acts her socks off. You know instantly who you're listening to. And you can also see that she can fool people that she's being Mel because she doesn't go overboard. It's subtle, but just completely on point. Hello, I'm Bonnie Langford. I play Melanie Bush. As usual, Doctor Who, uh, it gives you a chance to think about the possibilities of what could happen in the future and also taking the past into account. So the prospect of thinking that you could have your brain put into somebody else's body is quite peculiar, but I'm afraid it's not probably past the realms of possibilities. I just don't think or hope that I will be around to experience it. (laughs) She knows I'm not Mel. Where is she now? I locked her in the mess and smashed the intercom. Father, you have to swap our minds back. Now! I couldn't even if I wanted to. I found it quite strange because I thought, how are we going to read this, you know, as far as how is it going to be established that it's a different character within somebody else's body, especially as you can't visually, through this medium, actually see that that's that person. Um... And of course, one has to fool everybody else. So how are we going to sort of say it's clear to one person, but not the other? And in a way, it then just became a case of playing it differently from the person within. So as an actor, you just sort of go, right, okay, I have to think differently. I have to perhaps emotionally detach. Mel is a very sort of emotional, energetic, impulsive character in many respects. And so I just took that all away and tried to play her but from somebody who is less engaged and and less knowledgeable about the body that she's within. Hi, I'm Kim Durham and I play Captain Vale. Hello there, I'm Nimi March and I play Madda and Saska. When I read this script, I was very excited, obviously, to be doing another one of these marvellous Doctor Who audio plays again. Um, Such a privilege. But when I read this script, I was actually really taken by the spookiness of the idea of taking over, having X amount of bodies and X amount of souls and the souls uh, outnumbering the bodies and the idea of that sort of borrowing of or using uh, the communal sharing of a, a body seemed extraordinary and rather scary because I can actually imagine that happening one day. So um, I think quite often that Doctor Who has this um, amazing ability to go to the thing that we as human beings find most scary, put it out in space to make it a bit okay, but ooh, not really. <laughs> 
It's a funny thing for an actor. As they get older, you start to reach different points in your career and different castings. And it seems I've now reached that point where I am playing characters in worn-out bodies, <laughs> which is which is quite fun because it's 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 just part of the process. Uh, and I'm still very active and uh, loving playing older characters like this. I feel I'm I feel I'm aging up. I don't know. It's great to be in the studio with other people again. It's almost like the old days. But I, I just, I take my hat off to Shane, who's our amazing engineer, and I'm relieved that I am working with him because I hear the other people working remotely and I just breathe a sigh of relief that I'm not having to cope with the uh, sort of inadequacies or the, the um, inconsistencies of internet connections and all kinds of switching up your gain and down your gain. I just think, oh, thank goodness, all I have to do is clap my hands and read from the page and uh, hopefully bring it to life. And I am utterly relieved that I don't have any of those other problems to deal with. It's too much. You know something, technology is something that I absolutely loathe. So, so being responsible for all of my own recordings is quite um, a feat. But the team running this is incredible and so patient and understanding and helpful. So it, it didn't stress me out too much, which had I been completely on my own, it absolutely would have done. But um, yeah, even though you are remote working, you definitely don't feel like you're on your own. So things like that are a lot easier to deal with. Have you done it remotely before? Uh, yeah, I've worked remotely a lot, but but this is actually my first like audio series, so. Ah, so it's your first drama. Yeah. Well, in, in that case, you've you've ridden the crest of that wave beautifully. Thank you so much. Well, the first half dozen I did, I I kept breaking the computer, breaking the microphone, pulling the wrong wires out. Spent hours, hours of the technician's time. So you have done brilliantly. Take my word for it. Thank goodness for that. Hopefully that, that will stand me in good stead for the future then. <laughs> Hello, my name's Steve Foxen and I'm the sound designer and composer for Maelstrom. As with uh, the other two stories, the atmosphere and the sound for this was determined by the location, which mainly in this case was on a, a large old ship. So that obviously meant metal creaks and wood creaks and wind blowing through cracks and down corridors and waves outside. And it was also a little bit sort of steampunk, I suppose, in that then when you you know you got into the, the room with a mind transfer machine, that was all switches and dials and and a lever and sort of spiky electricity and, and electric hums. Three, two, one, exchange. The most challenging part in this was definitely, you know, creating the, the sound of the maelstrom. The script was quite clear that it sounded like a, you know, a cacophony of whale song. So that is what I, I did. I took whale song and I used my go-to software called Sound Particles, uh, where you throw in a different, few different sounds of whale song and then tell it how many times you want it to play that and and you know at slightly different pitches and what have you and then that creates this big massive sound of whale song but then to add movement to it so it's it's all around you and panning around you and then as the story goes on um, you get more and more added to it but at slightly different pitches slightly lower pitches slightly higher pitches and it 
because the way our song's quite musical and then you start adding in these other pitches, it all became very discordant towards the end and, and sort of quite nightmarish. Oh, the maelstrom! The maelstrom is coming! I have fallen head over heels in love with Hebe. I think she's fantastic and I just want to know more about her, like the past, the what she's going to do in the future. I just want to know everything about her and it's really fun to be able to play around with that and see how she interacts with other characters. Um, I particularly love her relationship already with Mel and the Doctor. I think it's uh, a really interesting dynamic and I think she brings a lot to the story. It's a lovely dynamic. She's hit the ground rolling rather than running. Yes. Uh, and she's hit it superbly. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to having two people on my case in many future stories. What's a brilliant thing that's come out of this for me personally is being given an opportunity like this and being supported so much by David Richardson, by Nicholas Briggs, because this is not a job that under usual circumstances I could do. It's not a job that some of our actors, some of our writers, some of our behind the scenes people could normally do but they have enabled it so that we can be part of it, so they can bring in new voices, new points of view, just new ways of being that are cut off from a lot of traditional ways of working in production, in media. It's been brilliant to know that I've had that support and it's not just me there are obviously there are other people who've been brought on board because they've been open to new ways of working different ways of working and accessibility goes goes two ways they're making the job accessible for me and the listeners are hopefully getting the benefits not so necessarily of me but all the other people who have been brought in, who are bringing new, fresh things for Big Finish. So, you know, a win all round. 